Mike, record? check. Mike, this is round two. We Rush and I just did 20 minutes. And realized that the sound was off, but it was good because they sucked. Yeah, it was shit 20 <laughs> minutes. We needed a little bit of a warm-up. We went in on Jagmeet Singh. Yeah, we went in on everybody, but it wasn't funny at all. Yeah, yeah like, Mike how was do, off. Like how, do you, <laughs> like, how do you make fun fun of, like, everybody and fail miserably? Yeah, I know. Um, oh. We may be looking light today. Uh, we also may be looking a lot older because the average age of the podcast shot up. It did. Because we don't have Samit and we don't have Grishan. They're all tending to personal matters. And uh, our thoughts and love and well wishes and all the hateful things we enjoy saying to their face are all uh, are there. They're all there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Samit's our anchor, and that's not just because he's overweight. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> It's not because when you plop him into the water, he sinks to the bottom. Yeah, it holds us in place. It's uh, <laughs> if he, what would if if he was? We did the thing about like, remember we did the furniture, Roger the tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Skushan's the bidet, or am I the bidet? I can't remember who the bidet was. Smee was a bidet. No. Well, whatever. Smee on a boat is the is what the anchor. Okay, is Rod the anchor? Mm-mm, no, Rod would sink the whole boat. Rod is the iceberg. Rod is the life. That sunk the Titanic. Rod is the lifeboat. <laughs> you sit on his tent and go for a glide. <laughs> I don't think Rod can sink. I think it's physically impossible. He's too buoyant. Yeah. Yeah, he's too much. Uh, there, there's too much room in between each fat cell. <laughs> so, so I have a feeling that if he was lying in water, he would just kind of float. <laughs> he's like when you're making gnocchi. I don't can know you if- swim? You know, I was going to ask you the same thing. I can, I'm fucking great with a life jacket. Yeah, I can't swim. <laughs> I can float. I can tread water for a little bit, but I wouldn't feel comfortable in deeper water. Like if I'm in deep water, I need to be out of there like in a minute. If I'm in water that I can't stand up in and have my head above the water, uh-huh. that's a no good. Oh, fuck. So you like fucking like dodge puddles and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not a very tall guy. I had a family friend back in the day who almost died uh, when he fell into a puddle. But it was like. How? Uh, honestly, I wish I could. I wish I was there to see it. Is he like okay? He's like a he was like kind of special. Okay, he was like yeah. a special kid. Yeah. Um. He fell in and he may have been like. I don't know if it was a. I don't think it was a sinkhole. It was just something that this was this here or India Windsor Windsor in Windsor. So this yeah, is in Canada. This is in Canada. This happened in Canada. And I remember it was a big deal because I think we were there and like oh we almost died in a puddle today. I'm like what in a puddle. Yeah. I was like what fuck. the fuck. What's the weirdest way that you've heard of somebody dying? I know a story that's wild because I read it one time and I was like, there's no fucking way. And I read it and then it's historically proven. That I think happened. I think my inversion table accident would have been one of the all-time, all-time oh, yeah, greats. With the, the rod up your ass? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was that show back in the day, A Thousand and One Ways to Die. Yeah, that's, that's Thousand and Two. No, but there was an inversion table death on there. The there fuck? was a lady with uh, breast implants or I can't remember if it was implants or just giant boobs. Went upside down. And her boob suffocated her death, and she couldn't get back out straight, and she just died there, death by tit. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, I mean, sounds like a good way to go. But yeah, that sounds like if you have to go. Would you want to go in your own tit, like die? Not from your it? own, but yeah. I mean, if you had to go, the weirdest one I ever read. That sounds like weird shit, eh? <laughs> that is, the weirdest one I ever read is. There but Johnny probably had back problems because of her tits, and that's why she. That's why she got the inversion table. So in the end, she died because she had large breasts. Yeah, and I and if it's natural, I feel awful for her. Yeah, and it's man-made. I mean, mm, yeah, then you kind of designed your own death there. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, what were you doing? Why are you getting big boobs that give you back problems? There was a guy, I don't know what 
it was in the 19th century, mm-hmm. but somebody shot at him. Yeah, it had to be because it was bullets, right? <laughs> Missed him, and the bullet got lodged in a tree. Okay. Okay. Thirty years later, <laughs> the fuck? this is a true story. You could you can fact check this. Yashan, where are you? We need you. Thirty <laughs> years later, somebody was cutting the tree down with a chainsaw. Okay. Hit the bullet, and the bullet hit the guy and killed him. What, so the bullet fired? Yes. It hit the guy. And killed him. Not the same guy. Same guy. The same guy was back there again chopping a tree. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. And I read that and I go, there's no fucking way. There's some like urban legend shit. Uh And then I did a deep dive. It was one of those nights where like you've watched all the porn you can watch and you're kind of (laughs) like, let me do something else on the internet. And it's actually true. This did occur. Yo, that is wild. That is like, um, I think sometimes you just, you got to go. You uh, Was it like Final Destination bullshit? Yeah. Like when it's your time, because I personally think that when you die, it's not over. I think that's the depressing thing for a lot of people when they talk about death, is yeah. they think that's it. Well, what if what if this happens, okay? When I did, uh, I was on a psychedelic trip mm. earlier this year, and then I had this feeling of where like, it felt so blissful and it felt so... Like, it was, like, absolutely immaculate what I felt. Like, there was no human thing that could felt felt like that. And then I found that, like, okay, I'm going deeper and deeper into this feeling, right? And I'm like, whoa. I mean, I'm almost at the brink of something. Like, I'm about to, something's about to happen crazy here, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel so much euphoria. I felt like my whole existence was just an orgasm that didn't end. And that's like, I, I can't describe it anyway. It's very really <laughs> hard. But, like, um, then you get to a point where, like, you're almost there, almost there. And then you realize, oh, shit, I haven't. I I I've been holding my breath the whole time because some for some reason I think uh well uh I think I know why but like um when you hold your breath it, it amplifies whatever you're feeling mm. right hence why those people that do that uh, the breathing shit no not the breathing shit the oh uh, what's that called David Carradine died masturbating oh they choke themselves yeah yeah what is that they choke themselves during an orgasm yeah yeah because yeah, they don't that. breathe and it heightens it and the same thing when you're feeling pain you end up like holding your breath and that heightens the pain right because yeah. you're like but you got to breathe through it too and then that'll that'll dissipate the pain faster um so then when i realized like shit every time i took a breath it broke the immersion like it brought me back out so i'm like oh fuck so then i would do it again and then i'm not really paying attention to my breathing and then i realize i'm getting there again again there again and then i got to breathe again so I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm so, so close. Staying alive was staying, pulling you back. Yeah. So then to me, the idea of dying sounded amazing. Like, I was like, yo, what the fuck is on the other side? Obviously, like... <laughs> there's only two things, right? If you're dead? Nothing. Yeah. So there's only literally only two things. There's either something, which is cool, right? Yeah. Or there's nothing, in which case you wouldn't know about that either because there, there's nothing. You'd be gone. So yeah. either way, what's there to fear? If there is nothing, which is what people fear, you're not even going to be around to comprehend that. And if there is something, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It, I, yeah. Like, I, I, I agree. I think it's like we're not going to know no matter what until we're there, right? Yeah. But uh, speculating is fun. Uh, and I, I, I do think there's some cool books on it and stuff. That, but, you know, again, it's just like people's experiences and anecdotal. And there is some, like, scientific <laughs> stuff, I think, with, like, there near-death is. experiences. There, so there's a, a hospital that what they did was, because people would describe, there's people out there, there's a doctor that's written a book on your NDEs, and he said that there's people that 
well described. They said they died during the surgery, yeah. and they they could view their own surgery yeah. from the top, and they would describe to the doctor what 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 uh, type what of was said knife or... he had, what was said, how many nurses were in the room, and all that shit. Yeah, and that's like a common story. Yes. So what they did, I think, one hospital. I didn't end up reading what actually happened, but they've planted things on top of dressers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a teddy bear or like a coin or something you to see if somebody ever mentions that. Oh, so they only see that they're floating. Yeah. About. So the same doctor that wrote the book had done that around his hospital yeah. to see if anyone would come back and say, why is there a teddy bear on top of that dresser? Yeah. yeah. Or like, fuck you, you ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, if you were a ghost, would you? who would you haunt? Yo, I don't even know. I'd want to be a ghost. It just seems like torment. Like, no, but what would you do if you were a ghost? If I was ghost, I would just go fuck with like tyrants. I would yeah. like I would drive like tyrants crazy until they want to kill insane. themselves. Yeah. Or kill more people. Yeah. I think it's like I think it's fun to try to make sense of this thing or or interesting exercise to make sense of this whatever the fuck we're in. I think uh I think there's like there's a book I wrote called read called Many Lives, Many Masters, which is really interesting and I can't recommend it enough. It's about like reincarnation and the one, which I do believe in. And it's not anything I could I could share to convince anyone with. Yeah. But I think like for me, I've had some type of experience that, uh, and I'm very skeptical. So when something's happening to me, I test it. Like I test it. Like like if Sachin says, yo, I love you, bro. I'm going to test that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you going to drop your pants and be like, prove it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> I think, I don't think we do that. I think, I don't know. Is that good? I'm not, it's just like, all right, cool. Like uh, put your money where your mouth is. Straight up. Um, uh, but otherwise I think like it, it just, it's very obvious in certain people's actions anyway. Like, you know, you know, your mom loves you. And if you don't, then your mom sucks. Well, if your mom doesn't love you, then you have some other mental issues afterwards. Cause yeah, like or that, she does. Or she being does. rejected by your mom is the number one issue. Anyone I've ever met whose yeah. mom is a tyrant, yeah, they're not normal. They're all in porn. Yeah. Anyone whose dad is a tyrant, that's pretty much a given if you're Punjabi. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like that generation of dads. Have you ever like, I don't know in your situation, but have you ever hated anyone as much as you've hated your own parents at some point in your life? I don't think I've ever hated anyone as much as I hated my dad. Yeah. My mom, I've never really had an issue with any like my, i'm trying to think my mom and i used to go to war really yeah like i i said a lot of fucked up shit in the past too and you realize yo god damn these people are just trying to do their best and i really used to go to war against her i just went against a war uh, to war against any uh parental or authority f- seeming figure that mm. tried to tell you what to do because they were wrong a lot of the time. And we got to look back and like... Oh, they I, were. They, they didn't know what they were doing. Well, for sure. And then you don't have to go along with it. But a lot of people are like, to this day, I think, they will... Ah, oh, my parents, I didn't want to piss them off. I don't want to piss them off. Like, you got to piss them off. You have to like... I look at it a way drip where... My age right metaphorical now... Metaphorical chapers, huh? When my mom was my age right now, I was a teenager. And I don't know what the hell's going on in the world right now. Yeah. So yeah. there's no way my mom knew. For sure. So she didn't have anything figured out either. Yeah. She was just probably trying to survive the next till the next day with yeah. four kids. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it's I think when we're young we fool ourselves into thinking that our parents have all the answers, but they, they're just trying to figure out life like the rest of us. Hundred percent. So they're not gonna be perfect. I think the liberation comes from um understanding that it, it, everyone who's ever done anything wrong to you, they don't know what they were doing. 
No, right? no one intended. There, okay, well, obviously there's like um, degrees to it. There's, there's some evil there's, motherfuckers out there. Yeah, but intentionally, sure. yeah. no one intentionally tries to put one over you. Yeah. Even someone say talking shit about you. Anyone I feel who talks shits about someone or talks about someone in a way um, outside of just having a laugh about it, but like in a judgmental yeah, sort yeah. of way. Cause I think you can have a laugh about something and someone without being judgmental because you're just taking the piss cause they did something stupid or, or you can relate to it or you're comfortable. Your relationship allows you to just take, or the, it's good for jokes. Yeah, for sure. And, and that go and that works both ways. But I think anyone who, um, wrongs you in a gossipy way or some social way or something like that, or lets you down, there is a lot of nuance to it. I think it's very important to um, peel layers back. Like, why would they do that? Why? Like, I think people, it's too easy to take something so personally. I don't know, man. There's got to be a time where you got to give your parents a break, dude. Like, I know a lot of apne out there that's still getting their cars co-signed by their bapu and shit and, and getting down payments from their house from their dad. You got to give them a fucking break. There's got to be some point where you just start being a adult. Yeah, and I think it's dependencies. Like, why do we look for certain things from certain people, validations, whatever? But, I don't know, I guess it just feels nice to be accepted. But at the same time, should it? It's got to be... Can't we just feel nice? You can't rely on someone else to fix your problems, man. Even if it is your parents. Like, in a lot of times, like with Punjabi parents, they don't know how to communicate with you. They don't. They don't know. Yeah, like they might love you unconditionally and all this other mm. shit. You think an Indian bapu is going to sit there and have a conversation with you about something serious when you're an adult? For They're sure. You know what I'm trying I, to say? I think outside of like actual like abusive parents, anyone else... Which is 99% of them. Which is a lot, yeah. yeah. Like if they're sexually abusive, physically abusive depends. Like sexually, a couple chap- I did see that, but chapera and chapura were like heavy. Yeah, no, I know that. I don't even that consider that abuse. That's just Not like corporal really. punishment. Is that what they called it? That's just they're, that blowing, they're blowing off some steam. And that was a norm like cross cultures. Yeah. Right? Hey, they had mortgages at 17% interest rates. They're allowed to prepare you up, okay? Yeah. We yeah. don't know at like 1.5%. The, we the, don't la- know. the last thing they needed to use was breaking a fucking cup. <laughs> or like not washing Dude, a Monday, you know? Like you better fucking help around the house. Do you remember when we were shit? younger? Like, like people nowadays spend a lot of money on stuff, right? But do you yeah. remember when we were younger how like ordering pizza was a big fucking deal? Like, holy my mom shit, it was an event. Pizza, holy. Event. Yeah, it was once a month. I remember the once first time. I remember the first time we ever got pizza was like, we were hyped up. Like, yo, dad's got a surprise in a week. Next week, we're having a surprise. Like, what the fuck is it? And then we see him walking outside and he's got like, Six boxes. We used to get a pizza each because we're like fat little shits. Like a pizza each. Yo, I could eat a How whole pizza. How old were you? This is like when we were like 10, 11. I think when you we had pizza eat, for the you first time. You could scarf down a whole pizza. Yo, I, I could think eat Raj so can much. Do a whole pizza right now. Yeah, now I couldn't. I could. Holy but fuck! I, I might. I have actually. We'd but be, I, the one meal a day <laughs> makes it easier. We'd order pizza every now and then. We'd split slices and cans of pop, dude. Oh my god! Your dad had money. Not, well, no, but it was like once every six months. Like pizza eat? But yo, but how expensive was pizza Don't back the then? Coke, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we just said yeah. the Coke. No, but Don't like cheese, we would get cheese pizza until we realized you could put pineapple on too because we're veggie. And then we had, but like, what was the pizza? <laughs> what was the pizza back in the day? It was like six dollars for a large. I don't remember. I don't remember. Pizzas were like, dude. I remember even in high school there was places where we get six dollar large pizzas. Yeah, two for one. Two for one, or there was like. Uh, Westwood Westdale, Westwood Mall Westdale Mall Where? Yeah, for reading books? Oh my god 
So Sarvi is saying that if you read books in school, they'd give you free stickers and then you get Pizza Hut. So she obviously went to school in a nice city. Fucking Pizza Hut? Yeah, because we would get a paronta at home on Saturday oh if we read a book. You know what the weirdest thing I ever did at school was one time? Huh? Yo, my sister and I joined this library reading competition and we read, and you had to read a certain amount of books over the summer. We fucking smashed it. You know what we got? We had a fucking balloon with stickers on it. That was, <laughs> that's what we got for a whole summer of reading. <laughs> was this a chat? I was like, what's the fucking point? Oh, was this yeah, a chat? Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was either that. You had a choice between that or a ride in the bed of a F-150 Ford pickup truck, right? <laughs> and then they didn't want to take you. They go, this kid's got a turban. We're not putting him in the bed of the truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking nightmares of that I mean, I that town. I'm, I'm just trying to think. The only thing I remember that was different when I li- grew up in Calgary to Ontario is we used to have pancake days at school. I remember that. You we, guys had we that. We couldn't have it though because pancakes had egg in it, so we couldn't do it. This guy's your life's been limited by your lifestyle. I know. You know, for the longest time, I remember the first time we came across peanut butter, and it was probably like eight, nine years old, and it was like a park trip like field trip to a park my parents were there too i guess they were chaperoning or whatever or they just showed up um uh, which is also my favorite thing when i was growing up was when my parents came to school why i don't know what it was i fucking loved when my parents would show up on field trips i was a big fan of my parents growing up like as a kid as i got older i was like okay you know because they go through their things you go through your own things and there's like you 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 Butt heads. What's the term? Bash skulls. Butt heads. (laughs) Yeah, butt heads. I was close. Yeah. And so I don't know. I felt like whenever my parents showed up anywhere, I was like, I was like their biggest fan. I don't. I'm just realizing this right now. Um. So they were at this park thing, and then they didn't. We didn't know if peanut butter had egg in it. I don't think it does. It doesn't. It never has, from what I recall. But we didn't know because we never had peanut butter before. Come on. So I didn't get to have a peanut butter jam sandwich that they gave out in class. You know any school trips and all that kind of shit? We didn't get to eat the food because, A, there was never veggie option. Like, And then never. you wonder why you were discriminated against. It's not because of your bug. It's because of your, Cause your diet. eating choices. Like, Ew. They're like, this, this weird Maybe fucking just take kid. The meat off. This weird kid does not eat peanut butter and hey, jelly sandwich. Hey, nipplehead, take the <laughs> meat off. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat burgers? What the fuck is wrong with him? You worship cows? You don't you don't eat cows, nipple head? Packy nipple head. <laughs> They're tasty. You fucking genie. I used to get genie. <laughs> I I remember I used to play soccer and one of the other schools came over and they're like, Hey look, it's an Arab. There's a Saudi Arabian on their team. Ha ha. You genie. Where's my wish? See the thing is a lot of people think racism is done. It's not. It's just more concealed now. Yeah, it's online because all it's, those it's moved to online because you can't get your ass kicked online when you write something. All those trash bag humans are now parents. Well, yeah, and they've given birth to trash bag kids. Well, no, I, and honestly, why I called them trash bag is because they probably should have been. I think the next generation the trash bag at a very young age solve racism. Huh? I think the next couple of generations solve racism. I don't know because by and large, when we grew up and we were in high school, it was still very clicky. Yeah. You remember the Indian people hung around with the Indian people. I didn't grow up. I didn't have the Indian Filipino guys hung around with the Filipino guys. Mm-hmm. The Gore hung around with the Gore. The Kare mm-hmm. hung around with the Kare. No, but I was like the the packy nipple head, and I hung out with myself. Yeah, <laughs> eating a, a sandwich you know, with no peanut butter or jelly on it. It's fucking eating bread. But like now, I realized today, I realized today, I've eaten very like poor. Like I've had the most poorest ass foods. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you mean I, by poor? Like poor tasting or we were poor so, like dollar wise? We were so yeah, it, like to me it tasted great because I'd pour. I didn't know better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yo, my lunch sometimes was okay. Whatever. I sometimes ate like uh, cheese ketchup sandwiches. That was my go-to. Not even toasted <laughs> cheese and ketchup sandwiches. Craft craft cheese slices. And all those hit the spot though. Yeah. Sometimes I would have enough like we didn't have a cafeteria in high elementary school. I'm just going to bring your lunch. And I swear it was like a juice box. And, and the reason why I could eat a whole pizza cuz I was probably starving. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. And I don't blame my parents for this. I'm they telling also you, the Darshan was doing the one meal a day before it was popular. But yeah. uh what I still do every now and again from like the poverty days is uh there's a couple of things, but the, my go-to is still I'll toast some bread. Yeah. Take two slices of craft cheese. Uh-huh. Margarine. Uh-huh. Throw the cheese in there. Cut uh-huh. in half and eat it. Well, toasted. That's luxurious. Toasted. Yeah. I didn't even toast my shit. There, but I still find myself in in all these years later. But I'll still find myself occasionally in places or with certain people uh-huh. where I kind of feel like a fraud. Yeah. I like I feel like I don't belong. Hundred percent. I have that all the time. Anywhere yeah. there's a lot of white people. No, with me it's not even it's not even a racial thing. Like I'll sometimes go to like racial. fancy places or places oh, yeah, like this, yeah. and then I'll look around and be like, dude, like it's cool that I can come here yeah. and totally afford it, and I could come here like four times a week if I wanted to, but I don't feel at home here. Like, what I, I like hate it. about fancy places, and I think what it is, is because I feel like going there because it's fancy is so fucking weird to me. Yeah, like these people are here because. Like it's a status thing, right? They're, they, they're doing it for an Instagram post. Like I like a place that's nice and amazing, but there's there's a separation between the pretentiousness of the being there and the sort of like uh, clout chasing to be at a specific space. Like I hate anything in Toronto that's fancy. I hate Starbucks. You know what the story behind it is? I will mm. say it. Every time Smeek goes to Starbucks, I make fun of him, right? But you know what the real story behind that shit is? Mm. Um <laughs> I never heard this. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever really told anyone. But um, I went to Starbucks years. This must be like 20 years ago, man. Like when Starbucks first came around. Mm. And uh, I thought it was like a coffee time type of situation because that was the spot I usually go to or like Baker's Dozen. Right? And um, I, I my card got declined. <laughs> I ordered some coffee and it was damn expensive. And my card got declined because I didn't have money in my account. But I didn't realize because I didn't pay attention back then, right? Yeah. And that was it. After that, Starbucks to me is like some weird, fancy ass place. And even though it was my card that got yeah. declined, I'm like, fuck Starbucks. So that's why now, when everyone wants to go to Starbucks, you'll always hear me say, fucking Star. I don't like fucking Starbucks. <laughs> fuck Starbucks. I've never been a regular at Starbucks. I just feel like it's like a random treat now. And What's then. the weirdest place? But I think it's also because Starbucks for the longest time had no vegan shit. And then, mm. and before that, I was just like, I didn't get it. I was never really a coffee drinker. I only drank coffee when it was free at the grocery stores. Remember <laughs> back in the day? You yeah. go to a grocery store at the coffee machine? Nobel Farms. We put like 12 cups of sugar in it. Yeah, Nobel Farms. One cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Our 12 spoons. Yeah, like you try to deaden the taste of the coffee with the sugar. No I no. never understood what the fuck. I thought with the, all the sugar, it was incredible. Like, this yeah. is so good. Yeah. And then when you find out people drink that shit black. Yeah, Darshan used to put so much sugar in it, it tasted like uh, gulab jamun juice. Yeah. I feel like poverty is what kind of kept me in shape. What's <laughs> the most embarrassing thing that happened to you because of poverty? Oh, dude. Okay, there's lots. One the that, most, like wh- the one that sticks. That's I don't know if it's not embarrassing, but one that like I think sticks to me forever, sticks with me forever is, you know, there's things that you can like, if you revisit in your mind, like you can fucking cry. <laughs> like, yeah. I got some of those. Like one for me is, 
Uh, I realized at a very young age, because the eighties was recession, right? And then people that working yeah. in manufacturing. So my dad worked in a, as a machinist. Yeah, they got they got bought. They got fucked. Yeah. And so he was going through some shit jobs. So I feel like when I watch, for example, like Pursuit of Happiness, like that was my dad, right? Like selling shit door to door, all this crap, anything, any new gadget, anything. Was he selling fucking? Uh, was it what was he selling it in Pursuit of Happiness? Was it copier or something or what the fuck something was, like that yeah something my dad was doing cell phones or car phones oh, vacuums yeah, okay, yeah. and i think partly why i also love vacuums comes from like i'm obsessed with vacuums today is because of the fact that um my dad used to do all these uh vacuum demonstrations well i remember that they used to come to your house and they yeah. do like a strip down the middle of your floor and clean yeah the shit out of yeah, it. yeah and then they'd leave with the vacuum if you didn't buy it and you yeah. get parent they'd be like fuck you up because there'd be a strip yeah. down the middle Right, and then so for me, I saw so many of these vacuum demos that I became like obsessed with vacuums. So ever since then, I've been, you know, that I feel like. But I like that. I like being a vacuum. You've concept. been sucking since. Go on. Yeah, I love sucking since. Um, so one for me is like I realized at a very young age, a how poor we were, and there were certain days of the month where we would go to the grocery store, and my parents would let us pick whatever we want. Right, they like, you go splurge on a snack. It wouldn't just be fucking gobi and shit. Right, so I'm like, then I realized, oh, they're handing. They would hand the cashier something. It was a check. So I realized, then I didn't know what it was immediately, but I'm like, oh, this is some sort of money we're getting from the government. That my parents on those days let us buy whatever we wanted to go. Yeah, that, that was your, uh, the, the kids got that payment. Whatever. No, it was, a well, it was welfare. We were on welfare. Uh, and mine is related to welfare too. So then I was like, cool. I didn't know. I just thought, I, I didn't know the stigma mm-hmm. of welfare. And it wasn't until school how much people made fun of kids on welfare. Yeah. So then I felt like we I, can never, I can never let anyone know this. Uh, yeah, because then you're young, right? Like we're on welfare for then my story yeah. surprisingly has to do with welfare too. Is uh, so in first year university. Oh, sorry, before I forget, because I memory sucks. But also to add to that was um, like I think they what was what they call people poor kids? They just call them grubs. So I was like a grub, right? And because I didn't have no cool clothes, and I don't know what the I didn't pay any attention to what I was wearing, as you can tell. And uh, shoes. So I used to play sports, but I'd have the fucking bargain heralds. Shoes, Damn. not champion. It was champion's choice, right? Damn. Which and these shoes have no grip. So I'd be playing volleyball, basketball, and I'd be sliding fucking everywhere, and everybody laughing at me. And even the dudes that were like kind of like supposed to be like your little assistant coaches. <laughs> I'm and not shit. laughing at you. I'm just not at, awesome. the, at, the, at the picturization yeah. of it. Oh, yo, dude, I'd be like going in for a like, like chase a ball down, and next I'm <laughs> fucking dark and sliding. I'm chasing right something else down the hallway. My fucking, <laughs> fucking air is hanging. <laughs> My dignity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always okay for clothes because you know my cousin Sam and Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because God bless those guys. They took care of me a lot when I was younger. But yeah, a lot of the times the clothes I was wearing were their clothes. Yeah. Like I'd And did you their, pretend that you bought them yourself? Nah, no one would really that. ask. But like I'd go to their house and I'd be like, yo, can I borrow this? And they, they I never got a no from them yeah. for anything. And they'd be like, yeah, take it. And then I'd legit have their jacket for like a month and a half and be wearing a Nautica jacket. So clothes-wise, I was okay. <laughs> I got right. lucky there. And then even car-wise, like I'd drive their car whenever I wanted to. And they had pretty cool cars. I don't think to this day I've had a pair of Nike shoes. I just recently started buying them. Yeah, I buy like, I think too, like I think what's also helping frugal, because I'm really good at finding deals. I, well, yeah, because that stuff stays with you, right? It doesn't yeah. go away. Like, but I also think because in having a business, you really understand the real value of something, and you realize like there's a lot of margin in that shit. I'm oh, not yeah. paying regular yeah. price You're for paying anything. for the, the store setup. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so my thing was uh, coincidentally with welfare too, but 
uh, I got into university and then, you know, you're on OSAP and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I was standing in line at the officer registrar at York mm-hmm. and there was a girl, like, so you know how students sometimes work there? So there was a girl that was working behind the counter and she was really good looking, this Indian mm-hmm. girl, right? So I'm kind of standing in line trying to give her the Akka and stuff. So I was a little, I wasn't a good looking guy, but I was a little skinnier then, right? So I maybe had a chance. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I could kind of sense she was looking at me. So I went there with my OSAP forms and all this other stuff. And I'm handing on all these forms. And then she goes into the, <laughs> the computer. And I guess you have to give them a letter when you're on welfare. Oh, do you? Yeah, like there's some letter that <laughs> proves that you're lower income for oh, shit, okay. or whatever, right? Okay. So then that came up on the computer and then she said something like, oh, there's a, 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 a Ontario something letter that you need to bring in and this and that to like prove that your parents make less than a certain amount. Uh-huh. And I was like, for what? And she goes, I think it's like the welfare support payment or something. And I was like, uh, I don't got any <laughs> chat with her no more. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> So even though I didn't have one to begin with, and I remember what, like you know when you're so embarrassed that your face gets warm. Yeah. You know what you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Like it doesn't get red because sure. we're brown. Yeah, yeah. But your face definitely gets and warm. Your heart rate and your goes ears nuts. get warm and shit, right? Yeah. So I was like so mad that day. Like for the rest of the day, I remember thinking, "Yo, I don't want to ever be in that position again." But you know what? For some odd reason, because I was just gonna go to university and fuck around. Because that was just my mindset. I was going to go, even in my job, probably just go fuck around. Like, I probably just fuck around through life. But for some reason, the kick in the ass that I felt that day, I still feel it sometimes when I want to do something, like to change my, any situation I'm in. Oh. I feel that kick in the ass. Yeah, like that's, that has propelled me, I think, to where I am. Because I always think of that moment. I'm like, shit, I never want to be there again. Yeah, you're right. Um but does it does it come quick or does it like it's like you're really fucking sliding down or something and you're like like what do you mean like nowadays like nowadays you're probably all right yeah nowadays I don't even check my account no more like there, it was like yeah. 10 15 years ago when bills would come out remember you'd have to log in to make sure you were good yeah yeah like car insurance is coming up tomorrow fuck and then you'd like log into your account and be like shit am i okay am i okay okay yeah. i got to deposit i got to get some cash from somewhere deposit in the account yeah. i don't even look at my account no more and I'm not yeah. I'm not rich, but I like mm. I've I don't have a lot of expenses. Yeah. And I've kind of set myself up in a way where I know that if a bill's coming out tomorrow, it's gonna come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think uh for me I feel like out of necessity I had to track every penny I spent. So when I was like nineteen, twenty, I got uh was Microsoft money or some shit. And you hook it up to your bank account, and then I fucking tracked every single thing I spent for a good amount of time until i felt like i was much more financially independent i was like okay i'm really just good at this now i don't need to track it anymore but to see like yo i spent 300 bucks on eating out and to see yeah, it all wild, eh? you're like yo you can't really adjust your behavior if you're not seeing the big picture at the end of every month and then is then you're gaming it i'm like okay next month i'm fucking going lower i'm going yeah, this. Yeah. save 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 da, 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 da. the number one problem with people is not even what they make it's they they're they're tracking their ability to figure out what they're spending on like bmo yeah. now um, well now they make it so fucking easy it does it for you yeah bmo does it for you you log into your online account it will tell you what you spent on shopping last yeah. month what you spent on credit card it will give you the whole breakdown of yeah. what you spent what came in what went out now i don't look at it look at it out of like shot them like oh fuck i don't want to see yeah it. the oh, darshan's like robin tug two thousand dollars again Dude, I had these, I got these like $600 or $700 worth of Uber Eats gift cards early in the year. I think fucking they were gone in a month and a half. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck did I spend six, 700 bucks on Uber That's Eats? That's enough grocery. The amount you eat, that should have been grocery for a year. Yeah. 
it's crazy. Like I've been like I could stretch a dollar like fucking wild. Like I thank my mom for that because same thing. You're broke. You have to look at every flyer that comes in. So you learn at a young age like what the standard price of bread is and the standard price of dough is and mm. a case of pop. Like case of pop used to be two ninety nine for a two four. You know, you know how many times when I was younger, I went out to like restaurants because my friends were going. And I lied and said, "Yo, my mom made something bomb," and I ate. Yo, because I couldn't afford the meal. Or I'd buy like a shitty app or a drink. Yeah, I yeah I'd yeah. buy two beers. I'd always I'll make sure that. I had enough for like a couple of pints. <laughs> but like I I wouldn't eat. I'd show up there and be like, Yo, bro, my mom made sog and shit, and I had maki roti sog. Yo, I didn't go to a restaurant with friends for the first time till I was like seventeen, probably. Yeah, JJ Muggs, I think. Twenty man. I didn't go to a movie theater till I was sixteen, seventeen. I think JJ Muggs was one of the first restaurants ever. Uh, yeah, do you remember JJ Muggs? Yeah, that was like the spot. And then I felt like, I felt like, whoa, I've been missing out on some shit. Like, a lot of fights used to happen at JJ Muggs, though. I don't remember. I wasn't part the of one that. at Woodbine. There used to be scraps all the time. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I was Air Mills or thing, but it, like even like I went to the Sussex movie theater, like you know, like and I remember buying a ticket for the first time, and like yeah, I don't know. I think it's like benefits me in a way because. I don't know. Maybe it. I'm sure it has a negative element in my life somehow too. From I don't think I've. I think maybe I still got a bit of a poverty mindset. But it's. I think it's. I also what end up happening is I feel like I'm overly considered about other people spending too. Then, or maybe they don't give a shit. Yeah, I do that. I find myself sometimes looking at people going, "What are they doing?" But then, but then, no. In general, I'm not talking about you, Sarvi. But I was like, "Yo, Flav's making Sarvi's money." Shit. Yeah, sometimes I look at people and be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like, like I know people that still live with their parents. Nothing wrong with living with their parents, but I know people that still live with their parents will drop two grand a month on a car. Yeah. But I have zero plan of trying to buy a place. Yeah, I also realize that living at your parents enables you to have much more of a luxurious life, though. More disposable income, yeah. Because I used to wonder even like in my 30s and my... Because t- I've kind of been on my own, even though I haven't had my own place, but I've had an office where I could pretty much live at because it's a shower or kitchen since I was 23 or 24. So I've had like overheads in the thousands of dollars for ages and I never understood how like, how the hell are my friends doing all this shit? And I'm like, oh wait, they fucking live at home. And I didn't feel as bad for the longest time. Because yeah. I remember like, one of the reasons why I bought a condo was because fucking Sharon shamed me. Did I ever tell you a story? Yeah, like a friend shamed. She goes, "Oh, you still live in your parents' basement," and I was like, "Oh, I'm never gonna get this girl." <laughs> you should have been like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna." But get meanwhile, to you, you lived at your buddy. parents. Like, you lived at your parents until up until like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you should have been like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna get this girl." But he's my friend. He <laughs> has his welfare letter <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> Yo, when I was when I when I used to DJ, uh, my DJ nickname was or DJ Blank Check. And then Raj and them started calling me DJ NSF. <laughs> NSF that was wild. DJ NSF and the Broke Mafia. It was wild though. Like sometimes you'd have your card and, and I don't even know how you could live like this, but I used to have my card sometimes and legit not know if the payment was going to go through. I never had that. I always knew my I know. I, I'd like be like, it would be a toss up. In the beginning there, I'd be buying a pack of darts and being like, Hopefully this shit goes through. And then you'd make this excuse before you even inserted the card. Yeah, this doesn't work sometimes. And then you'd put it. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I used to be so against travel. I used to be like, oh, it's escapism. People are not. And I didn't travel anywhere like for the longest time. <laughs> but I realized I was it. broke as shit. Yeah. You, and I was covering it up. You will make excuses yeah. to, to make it seem like you don't want to do that. 
100 percent. Right? i don't know if i still do it because now i really mu- i accept i feel like okay now like yeah now i'm broke again but i did i was i think i was on sorry like i or who i was saying like i was rich for a little while in 12 10 12 years ago and i've been living off that to this day right not no more it's gone but um <laughs> you got crypto you're okay no no but that's like mine's all in fluky shit we have no idea where it's gonna be in like next <laughs> week it's all like yeah i got into crypto early but i didn't fucking prosper but i took a lot of risks like i've taken i've I've done some moonshots 60 grand lost in a club 15 grand lost on some gambling thing online 100 Stock grand gambling. lost on a girl no no huh you do learn a lot, yeah. Well, I didn't go to school, so for me, like my lessons, because I couldn't afford to go to school. So you, just I wanted to be a doctor. Well, <laughs> how would I have ever paid to become a doctor? But in hindsight, I would never would have, huh? No, no. I, I, in the hindsight, I'm like, oh no, I don't want to deal with people's bodies. Yeah, that's right? I just think, yeah, humans are gross. They are. Yeah. In general, if you look at it, there's these, these these machines that talk shit all day and eat and then poo it out. Like, yeah, nasty. We stink. How easily, yeah. like within. 24 to 28 hours we can stink like a fucking yeah. back alley garbage dump yeah and we try to cover it up by like wearing clothes and and colognes shout out champagne socialist but like we try to cover this up cover it up people and act like we're part of this like no but this st- this stuff works best after a shower though yeah so we ain't covering up shit. like act like you're part of this very like elite high-end society no yeah. one is i t- said this once before you take away the ability to go to a grocery store and buy food for one month and you people are going to be killing each other on the streets. Oh, but you can see this happening in uh, Lebanon, Venezuela right now. Yeah, society Lebanon. is a facade. Like, yeah. this whole we're a progressive, uh, learned society, that's all a facade. You take away any of the ability, uh, any comforts from people for like a month, and you're going to have rebellions in the street, period. Yeah. I think we'll be okay here, though. I think in, in any... Um, Conservative type of government, right wing government, you're fucked. Yeah, I don't know. But it, what pisses me off is when I'll see kids nowadays and uh, they have everything given to them by their parents and it's still not enough for them. Have you ever seen that? Where they grew up in a, a situation where they never had to worry about bills or yeah. when the mortgage is getting paid and the parents took them shopping and bought them cars at 16, but it's just never enough for them. Dude, I can't imagine how stress free that life would be. Like it's terrifying to me to like someone could live just coasting but then i also don't want that life because if i know i don't want it but i feel I think like it would have made me a different person uh, I f- yeah i feel like it'd be different yeah it'd be great to be able to still be the same person but not to have had those yo those fucking things man i remember like just seeing your dad having to work two or three jobs like that's fucked because you're like this guy just slept you cock in the hours four hours six hours my dad never worked a day past 1990 <laughs> Not a day. It's fucking lazy yeah. shit. Yeah. He was so lazy. Yeah. Like, he, like he, fuck, bro. We still had bills. He exited. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we still had fucking bills, bro. Was there any life insurance? Nope. Damn. We still had bills, bud. The fuck did you go? <laughs> what a letdown. Seriously. But that is, uh, I, I think life insurance is another topic that I don't talk about a lot. I think do now because the kids are all talking about it. Hey, mom and dad, we got to do your life insurance. We got to do your will. All the mm. kids are like ready, waiting for the parents to pop. Yeah, and then they're doing shit like not changing their winter tires out in the summer. Yeah. And you got guys like Samit are doing their parents' will for them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a 100% beneficiary. Yeah. Samit judge. Like to me, like, yo, when 
when uh, like a parent buying their kid the first car or leasing the pain, like, I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? I think for a while my dad paid my car insurance at one point because. But back then, car insurance was like 60 bucks a month. No, but as young, it was a little higher. It was always like 200 bucks a month or something. But there was a good stretch of time where I just didn't have the money because I think I just started the business or something or was, or was going under at that point or was like doing really shit. So he covered for me. But beyond that, I think at 16, we had to work literally everything you wanted. You had to work any shit fucking job you wanted. And they were through those employment agencies. Yeah, I worked at Walmart. Well, you worked retail. I didn't get it. I worked, uh, you know, the people that had out the flyer at the beginning, welcome to Walmart. You were a degree, Walmart greeter? Yeah. My so, God. Yeah. So it's the old people and me. So and Walmart was like, was like, let's fuck this experience up for people It wasn't right away. even Walmart. You want to know how long ago this was? It wasn't Walmart. It was Wolco. Oh, oh, you worked at, okay. I used to shoplift at Wolco. Yeah. I think I, I think I remember them. I think to this day. No, I got caught at Zeller's. Oh. 1990s. By Raj? I was 16 or 17. Did you get caught by Raj? No, I got caught by this white dude who later on worked with Raj at Aaron Mills when he was... A Did he remember you? I think no, because I saw that guy randomly one time in the elevator. I'm like, holy fuck, that's the dude that caught me. And he didn't remember and you. And then he worked at the same place. Raj. No, no, you catch so many motherfucking idiots. Maybe he did. I don't know. What I did got you caught. Uh, con that, this, was one of, this was embarrassing in a funny way. What did you steal? I got, I was, I condoms? Just, contacts. No, condoms I didn't need. <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near... I wasn't anywhere. Like contact near. lens yeah. solution? I or? was not on the fucking, uh, what's the word? I was not in the, the, what's the pod? Word? You weren't in the pod. The periphery of any woman's sexual oh. desires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm No, honestly, that keeps me humble too, too, humble too because I'm very like surprised and grateful to this day. About any when someone's allowed yeah. me to touch them, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a great it's a great feeling. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was I had recently got contacts and I did not know that you needed to pay for protein tablets to clean because the contacts. Yes, back in the days, contacts yeah. wanted gains. Yeah, uh, I remember that back in the days. Yeah, yeah. protein tabs. So they were like twelve <laughs> bucks. I'm like, this is way out of my budget. And so I went and I did some slick move and I. Thought I was out, and then some guy chased me or followed us. How far did you get? I was in the parking lot. At <coughs> which which is that? Is it Mills? Westdale Mall. Westdale. So Malton? No, no, no. That's Westwood, isn't it? Yeah, Westwood. Where's Westdale? Westdale's Wolfdale and Dundas. Oh shit! You were down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woodlands. Yeah, Woodlands. I know where you at. So we used to walk to the mall. Yeah. So I tried to shoplift during my lunch break. Westdale's a ghetto-ass mall. That's yeah. where the rod. There used to be a uh, video a blockbuster there. That's was, now a beer store or something. Yeah, there was was it Jumbo Video at one point too? I can't remember. Yeah, it was Jumbo Two at a time. There was like a really cheap pizza place. I think four dollars for pizza. And they have the uh, Ontario Ministry there. They had an arcade. You? Yeah, arcades with the dip. The so where did they catch you? So they catch me outside in the parking lot. They told the other guy, my friend, this Polish guy that yeah. was with me, to leave. He, you can go ahead. He was. Clean. And the guy left you. He left because they had to take me back in. So they took me back in. Yo. Da -da 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 -da, and I didn't. I don't know what the hell happened. Did they but call your the, parents? But this guy, no, because I think I was. No, I was underage. I didn't call my parents, though. Um, this guy went and told everyone at school. Oh, the, uh, the, the Gora who caught you? Yeah. No, no, no. My, the Gora friend that was with me. Oh, like so, that you got caught stealing? Yeah. Did that get you some clout or a rap? No, it just made fun of me when I got back to school. I laughed. It was funny. I go, what do you want to do? I need to It wasn't you, like I was stealing fucking maxi pads. That would have been weird. That would have been weird. Yeah. I should have stole some condoms just to seem cool. So, kids, if you're ever going to shoplift... Get what you want, but also get some content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, just so the story gets a little bit better. Yeah, like holy shit, this guy's fourteen 
Shouldn't be listening to this podcast, by the way. But you know. I don't think I ever. I'm trying to think if I ever stole something from a store. Oh, dude, I, I used to steal. Did. You know, being a broke ass bitch, I used to steal uh, a lot of hockey cards, basketball cards, because I was trying to get out of the hood. I was like, "Yo, Shaquille O'Neal rookie will get me out." <laughs> I ended up. My buddy ended up with the Shaquille O'Neal rookie card, and I got Anthony Peeler. Who the fuck is that? Right. <laughs> Holy shit. The paper's worth more than the fucking card. Yeah, I don't think... Like, I'm just trying to honestly think back if I stole anything retail. I don't think I did. I one, think I was... I don't know. One time we bought... There was... No, I... Uh, candy, chocolate all the time. Huh? I never... Yeah. Oh, I used to steal... I stole clothes. Clothes? Uh, like, I'd go in and buy a pair of jeans... Then go back with the same receipt and return another pair, like pick up a thing. Because now they check receipt when you come in, right? Yes, 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 yes. Right? Uh, to make sure like you came in with the product. Mm. Um, that would stop people like me because I would come in with a receipt. Pick I would buy the... fake perfumes and return them. What do you mean? Like I, w- I would just buy something and then come back with the receipt, pick it up and return it. Um, my first ever album was stolen, Crisscross, The Bomb. Crisscross. If anyone has not... Everyone, I highly recommend go on Spotify. Listen from the beginning to the end. Chris Cross's album, The Bomb. Yeah. And tell me that these fucking kids can't flow better than any rapper, new up and new rapper in the last five, ten years outside of like your. They were, they, they were good. Thumb and the youngsters. I can understand the, the words. Yeah. And they had like they were doing like dance hall fusion songs mm-hmm. before R and B. But that was mixed. all Jermaine Dupree though, because he was the producer, right? Oh, was he the producer? Yo, honestly, the production is fucking fire. But you know that song Jump is stolen from Naughty by Nature, right? Was it? Jump actually was the one song I wasn't a big fan of. Because remember Naughty by Nature, even one of their songs, it goes, I'm hitting Jermaine in Atlanta because he owes me loot for that jump shit. Because oh. what happened is apparently they did the jump jump. Because if now if go back and listen to jump jump and you're like, oh my God, this is Naughty by Nature. So Please. they did it at some talent show Yeah. in a high school level. Oh shit. And Jermaine Dupree was there uh-huh. and he heard it. And uh-huh. the next thing you know, these guys heard Criss Cross singing the song on the album. So it wasn't like a cover? Would they do like a cover of Naughty by Jump? No, like because Naughty by Nature back in those days was nobody. There was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is like late '80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend Criss Cross, yo. I was uh, one of them is I think dead. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> they used to wear their clothes backwards. That's why they're called Criss Cross. I I don't know if they well, were their name. Both their backwards. names are Chris too. I think. Really. I think so. They're both. Isn't one of their names Cross? No, I think they believed in the cross. <laughs> yeah. So yo, poverty's funny, man. My mom still has a very much a poverty mindset. That's why she hoards a lot of a lot of auntie Indian moms hoard a lot of shit. Shit, because, I thought you said something else. Yeah, you know she doesn't hoard. Yeah. I was like, fuck, bro. You guys are out of poverty. She don't need to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> one to my parents wanted to send us to a, a. They sent us to a sick camp, right? And it was quite expensive because to me, like, it was interesting what dollar value to me seemed like a lot and what dollar value. Because you can yeah. tell, like, to some people, oh, yo, that's only 300 bucks. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't buy a fucking T-shirt that's more than 35 bucks tops. And unless, That's high end. That's higher end. Yeah. Unless it's a fucking shirt that's, like, hand-stitched, totally conscious, maybe I'll go 40. But I haven't. I will buy, wait till it goes on sale. Uh, jeans I bought my most expensive pair of jeans last year because I was like I'm going to try going like fully sustainable wardrobe so I bought a pair of $200 nudie jeans not knowing that when you buy like that kind of high quality shit the material is also like sized differently so oh. like I think it's raw denim or salvage <clears> denim or whatever <throat> so they don't fit me 
Too so tight or too loose? Way too tight. Would you buy them online? Yeah, ASOS. You found jeans that are too tight for you? <laughs> Look, I'm like a size 31, so I ordered 31. You're a size... Th- they make those that yeah. are like in men's sizes? No, no, they might be fat women's sizes. Yeah, this is what to say. Like fucking size 31. God damn, last time I was 31, I was like in grade no, four. No, but in some, like, uh, I when I came back from my trip, I was a size 30. But I've been like 31-ish again now. But I was like, wore these jeans. like, oh my God, the most expensive pair of jeans I ever bought. And I can't wear them. So I have to lose a lot of weight. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not gonna Shit, if you got to lose weight. Well, like, yeah, I got, I don't know. I just want to fit into these jeans. And then also, like, the most expensive Can't you suit, return them? No, they're from England. So I could sell them probably because yeah. they've never been worn. They got all the things for and they're like, like really nice. Um, the other thing is the the most expensive suit I ever bought, I think was four hundred dollars. Yeah, but I, it was like a nine hundred dollar suit, a nine hundred dollar suit on, on half price. sale. Yeah, but it, yeah, and I it was also that. who was the fucking company that went? Boss. No, 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 it wasn't. Where'd you get it from? I'll tell you what company. Yeah, I got in the Eaton Center. It was a, a store in a mall, and. Calvin Met? Klein? Nope. Sean John? They had a... It was British. This was a British fucking suit. I wear Sean John suits pretty much exclusively. Sean John suits you can get really cheap at Moore's. I get them from <laughs> Stars for like 250 bucks. Yeah, yo, back in the day, my first suit, Stitches. Stitches. Urban... Urban... What was it? Behavior? Like, urban Planet? Urban behavior was cheap. Urban Planet was cheap. International clothiers, buy one, get four That was another thing of shame. Like, people made fun of people who shopped at Stitches. So yeah. I was like, but I can't... Go anywhere else. I worked a shift at Stitches. Wow. And Square One, I quit then. I think you told us. Hold on. McDonald's, I quit at the first break. I'm. It's not Eddie Bauer, but I don't know why that keeps coming up. But I never told him I quit. I just walked home with the uniform. They called a couple of times asking for the uniform I didn't pick up. Then I had to like avoid Central Parkway Mall for like five years. (laughs) I know. I don't know where that is though now. What are you looking for? Stitches? No, I'm trying to find the name of the store. It's bothering me now. It's probably not around anymore. Yeah, I remember they closed and they left Canada. Because you bought a suit. They're like, we got these poverty J. Crew, J. Crew. J. Crew. Huh? Is it still here? I don't know. I thought they only online now or something. Well, they survived? So J. Crew had this, like, uh, this suit called Ludwig or something that were really nice. I have never worn it. Because I like to skip weddings. I don't know. Yeah, because... No, I can't. You know what it is? It's wool. It's too hot. Uh, <laughs> Why do people buy wool suits? I, I go to... Now what I do is I've bought one suit that I like the cut of. Yeah. Uh, I got my measurements taken. I sent it to a tailor in India. Mm. So he custom makes suits. Mm-hmm. And my cost shipped here per suit is like 220 bucks. That's it's sick. amazing because you can pick the kapra. Yeah. And the quality is way better than anything you can buy here. What I would do in the future is probably same thing. Like, uh, like go to Thailand, Vietnam. You can get three custom-made, amazing, high-quality suits for five hundred bucks because you shit. pick the cup on everything. Three of them, and you can get even like you can go to a place that's even a little more expensive and get even better than that. But I feel like I want to wear more. Like I've been wanting to for a while wear more like Indian suits. Why? I just like the fit. I just like how they look way better. Why am I wearing what a... What are you going to you gonna use the Trinity tour or no? I would wear the whole scarf, the shawl, everything. Not a woman's suit. Oh, fuck. Okay. Like a yeah, no, suit. You just don't know nowadays. That's how I wasn't too sure. You just had Indian suits. I wasn't... I was yeah. going to rock a lenga. Imagine that. Darshan walking around with saris and shit. Yo, if I got a flat date, I would do it. 
if I had anything someone wanted to see naked, I'd flaunt that shit. That's the thing, man. Guys don't have a lot of options. We can't really show off our bodies when we're dressed up. Unless you wear like a muscle shirt, but then you have to have muscles, right? Yeah. The only thing you wear is tight jeans and hopeful bulge shows through. But that doesn't She's happen. Laughing. She's yeah. laughing. That doesn't happen anymore She's either. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, now it takes something psychotic. That's how, yeah. <laughs> like, have you noticed that with age? I notice with age, it's just, it's just fucking delicate. It just yeah, doesn't want to be like, just like, it doesn't want the slightest bit of like friction, mm-hmm. slightest bit of whatever. It just wants everything to, it's like, ah, taps. I'm like, you little Yeah, bitch. like back in the days, the, uh, the smell of a certain perfume would get you up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, that smells like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, it just wants, it wants like no hurdles. Mm. No like... Yeah, if any little thing that happens that turns your mood off, that's it. It's done. Not mood. If it's like too much effort or like, I don't know, or you're limited for time or your thing, I feel like it's more uh, more challenging. Whereas, or uh, is it inconvenienced? I don't know. We really had an old man podcast today. We took it from poverty to like not being able to get our peepees out. <laughs> to like, you know what I'm trying to say? We need the young blood. I feel like it's way more mental for me now. Like, I don't want any stress associated with it. That's like, what it is. Yeah, you're like looking free. at the whole package now. You're yeah, looking yeah. at, like, is this, is, like, especially for you, because you're yeah. single. Like, is this bitch going to call me tomorrow? Well, this is why I can't go for married women anymore, yeah, because it, it's like, ah, her husband. Caught. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> her husband has a car that his dad co signed for that he's going to come and drive here to <laughs> beat my ass. Right? And I got a fucking, I got a fucking kick scooter. With oh, an electric kick scooter. It, it, <laughs> yeah, kicks. I, I tell people, man, like I have some friends that 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 did that with like married. Women. I'm like, yo, don't fuck around with that because you never know what kind of position that husband's in, right? For sure, I kid, I kid. But I, 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 I would only in the back of the day when they knew they were separating or they were separated. You were the catalyst for the separation. No, no, I would just be. Like you were the, the last the, stop. I'd be the comfort zone for no, her. No, you were the last villain. The last in the video game. It would be more like that guy doesn't appreciate her. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, 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 she's good. You'd go in and scoop up like when when that person's at their lowest. Yeah, yeah, and their self confidence is shot. Yeah, Darsh would go in and say, "I'll hit that shit," and then at that point, like I said, I like, I wouldn't say it's targeted though. For me, it was just like if I was attracted to a person. And no, it wasn't I wasn't targeted. Care, I didn't care about the circumstances. Definitely had a bit of a radar for it. Mm, I don't know. I think it was just like opportunity strikes. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not saying you were ambulance chasing, like you were <laughs> ambulance chasing. You weren't like footy chasing like that. Like you weren't like standing outside of people's houses waiting for them to argue. Are they fighting? That sounds like a fight. I installed decibel meters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The second it goes over 120, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but like I've said this before to all my my friends that are single that are girls, which are like really none of them, but. Everyone who dates you or has a fling with you finds their forever person right after you, right? Oh, me? Yeah. I think you should market that more. It's happened, I'm not going to lie, six times. Yeah. So I think... Not you, dated, yeah, like whatever. Yeah, like have, like, you know. But I think you should market that more. I think you should say... Good luck, If you Chuck. really want to... Yeah, if you really want to settle down, yeah. find your soulmate, you should come have a couple of romps with me because it happens right after. Yeah. I can get you testimonials. Yeah. Or I think I can you, show you case study. I can present case studies. <laughs> you set the bar so low. 
Yeah. That the next half decent human yeah. being that they meet. It's like, I think this guy's I, fucking amazing. I think what it is, I can I can show you everything you don't want. Yeah. And I can show you a lot of what you might like. Exactly. And what to look for. Yeah. But on a more a better well-rounded person. Yeah. <laughs> so then they find this person that like he's kind of like Darshan without all the other Darshan parts. Right? Yeah. Like you a, should market like that more. Functioning I think that's penis. the line you should leave. <laughs> like anytime you meet someone new, that's yeah. what you should tell them. It's like test drive the Hyundai Elantra mm-hmm. before you get your Bentley. Yes. Because yes. you'll really appreciate the Bentley then. Exactly. But the Hyundai will get you from yeah. A to B. The lack of power <laughs> and pickup in the Hyundai <laughs> will make you realize just how good that Bentley is. Yeah. Or, you know, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm low maintenance. I'm low maintenance. Yeah. So. You're electric Hyundai. Yeah, you're electric Hyundai. You're what Raj is driving right now, that Kia that the I heard Raj has to butter his door so he can get in and out of there. <laughs> like cuz I seen no. it, he opened his car door. I'm like, "Holy shit, so like electric doors are different cuz like the door jams have all this greasy shit on it." I thought maybe it was part of the car and he's like, "No, bro, you got to butter it so I can slide in and out of this thing." <laughs> his Kia came with a a KY injector. <laughs> Like, hey, Raj looks so odd with that car, bro. Raj, go, to God. Raj goes to Mr. Lube. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you don't need oil change. It's electric. No, no, no. Just spray it on me so I can get in the car. <laughs> I prefer yeah. 10W30. Yeah. Yeah. I slip in and out of my good D. <laughs> no, but like Raj going from that big Infiniti QX50, that little Kia. Yeah. Well, I think when we test, because I went with him, we test drove the Hyundai one. And that was a tiny bit smaller. And he was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> then we like went Fred on. Flintstone. Yeah. He need, but honestly, he needed, it was more the headroom. He was more concerned with the headroom. Yeah. I felt like he felt the width was temporary. His size is temporary. The weight is temporary? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been feeling like that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the earth is just here temporarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rod is like, uh, he's temporary, that's why. Yeah, it's all... It's all relative to the time scale you're focusing on, right? I've, um, well, whatever. I think we've hit an hour here. Yeah, I think we did okay. Yeah, um, Samit's not going to be here for a while, so sorry. Sorry, the anchor. Samit's going to be here next week. Uh, is he? No, he said he needs a few weeks I'll off. I'll fucking make him come. He's working on the book, and he's working on, uh, he's got a job now. Life's he's also different. writing a script for me to, to star in. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't write a script. I would just be like, such in camera set. Let's go. Yeah, let's and go. And tune into Patreon to see what we come up with. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for putting up with us. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs>